just start. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. Um, that uh, that in 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 chapter ten, uh, verse twenty-eight, um, thirty-eight. I'm sorry. At the end of the chapter, talks about about that uh, he's building, as you said, he's building the case to start to talk about about uh, you made it. Uh, about the faith itself. Let's let's go back a little bit also to understand what is this all about? What is Hebrew all about? As we said before, Hebrews is all about what? People who received the message, received the, the faith, and then because of the tribulation, because of the affliction, because of the, of the uh, persecution, they wanted to let go of their faith, let go of Christ, and go back again to what they thought would lead them also to God, which is the the law the judaism right the 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 what they believed in again it's written to the hebrews who are were jewish and then they received christ right they went through a hard time went through tribulation and so forth and because of that the 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 at one point say okay you know there must be another way other than christ and let's just go back to what we are used to which is that's why you start the whole epistle of hebrews by uh, 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 comparing in a way, if we may say that, that you know what Christ is, the better sacrifice, the better covenant, the better hope. The, he compares between Christ and between Moses, between the, the covenant and between the law and the Torah. So he's trying, St. Paul is trying to tell them again that, that you know, you cannot just, because you're under pressure, because you're under persecution, you can't just let go of Christ and you try to find another way that will lead you to God. There is no other way than Christ himself. Right? And that's why we said that it's very, very relevant to our day and age, because again, maybe we, we don't go back to, 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 to uh, rituals, but we go to whatever that is easier for us in order to uh, find another way to bring us to Christ. Right? So that's basically what he is talking about. So again, from, from uh, the, the previous chapters, it's all about, again, the Christ is better than so and so and so, right? We took big, big, big uh, time comparing specifically uh, the, the priesthood of Christ as the, the high priest, comparing that to the priesthood of, of the Old Testament. He said that the priest, the priesthood of the Old Testament was offering a sacrifice or sacrifices that did not help. That's why they continued to offer. Right when they when they when they used to 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 offer uh, 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 the the sacrifices that that they would offer again it's all uh, that that the priest at that time was was himself sinful and he had to offer for himself first and then still that wasn't wasn't enough that's why there is a need for a better priest which is our Lord Jesus Christ as the high priest on the order of Melchizedek versus the order of of uh, Levi, right? So with that comes to chapter 11. Now he says, okay, now I, I, I keep telling you that Christ is better. Jesus is better, 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 right? And because of that, you, 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 you need something to hold you accountable and to push you towards what? Receiving and reaching where you should be. And that thing would be what? Faith. See, so this is this is the, the 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 order of the of the of the text itself. You know, again, you believed first of all, and then Christ came as He is the one and only, right? And then because you were going through through uh, 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 tribulations and persecution, you you decide to let go of your faith and use other things, right? And He kept explaining to them several times that other thing is never enough. It's never going to get you anywhere, right? And he, he, he built his case that Christ is the one and only. And then now he gives them the, 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 the way and the proof and the demonstra demonstration for that, which is through what? Through faith. So that's basically where we're at with, with chapter 11. With chapter 11. Again, it's very uh, deep and very, very, uh, can sound like it is actually very um, uh, dry, right? Okay, so we all know, again, 
Hebrews 11 is all about, about the, 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 the heroes of the faith, right? And sort examples, examples. But when you read all those examples, what comes to your mind, right? When, when you read about Abel, about Enoch, about Noah, about Rahab, about Abraham, the first thing that comes to your mind is what? Hmm? Their faith, okay, but then what? Is it a practical thing? Sometimes somebody will say like, okay, that was them, not us, right? Those are the heroes of the faith as you talk about. And they were, that was Noah, that was Abraham, that was Isaac, but not, you know, Peter and Jacob and Christina and <laughs> Emma. No, it's, that's not us. It's not gonna help me, right? And, and sometimes you feel like instead of, 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 of being an actual uh, uh, empowerment, it's actually another challenge. Like <laughs> those are the, 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 the heroes of the faith, but still, how is that practical to me? How, is that, how, is that, how would that help me? How would that help me, right? So that's what we're gonna try to talk about today. How is that actually very, very, very practical and very uh, helpful to, to, to all of us and to each one of us, okay? So let's, uh, let's take it step by step again, as we, we always say, we'll read it step by step and then move on to, to see what's, uh, what's in the text itself. So Hebrews chapter 11, I'll just read from one till, um, till six. Let's just take six verses for now and see where are we at with this. Uh, I, again, this is the ESV, the English Standard Version translation. Uh, I found it easier to understand uh, than, than uh, the New King James. So um, let's read. In the name of the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their, command, their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. This is from one to three, actually what, is it a definition or description of faith? What's the difference? Is it defining faith or describing faith? And what is the difference between both? What do you think? Okay, what is definition? <laughs> okay. Defining what faith is, okay. But also somebody saying no, that the actual definition is faith is is if you look up the the, the 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 dictionary it's not going to say the exact same thing mm -hmm. right so more of it's actually what he's describing what faith is right and he he uses three words that are very very important as we will talk about them later on here if you look at the text again what are those three verse three, three words in this particular three verses Faith is, number one, is the substance or the assurance, the substance. And it is what? The evidence or the conviction. Okay. And number three, it is what? Or what is related to that? Understanding. Understanding. Okay. Three very important things. And again, we when we talk about faith, it's always almost very vague right like okay like what do you want me to do okay well have faith okay that's good but again you know what is that to me like again based on the definition or the description itself it's 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 a substance what is substance actual thing could be could be measured which is again totally against faith right <laughs> So how, he, how can he describe, that's why I'm saying it's more of a description, not a definition. How can he describe faith as a substance? Substance is, okay, I have my computer, I have my phone, I have my Bible, right? Have you, right? That's a substance, I can see. But then he goes, that's the, the, the conviction of things that are not seen. So how can, be, how can faith be a substance while it is, it is unseen? 
What do you think? Guys, feel free to uh, unmute and 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 uh, and share anytime. Do you see where I'm going with this or not? Again, from the definition itself, faith or from the description, faith is the assurance of things or the substance of things hoped for, right? But then it goes again, it's, it's the, the, the uh, conviction of things not seen. So that, might, that must mean that there is an actual way of seeing things, right? Right? Which is what? God helps us in so many ways. One thing that we, we always talk about, which is something else called what called the spiritual senses, right? So it's not just the senses that we have. The eyes. That's why during the liturgy and during the baptism prayers and during lots of prayers, we pray about what enlightened the eyes of our understanding, open the eyes of our hearts. What does that mean? Does the heart have, have an eye? No. But what does it mean to open the eyes of our understanding? Is it is it only that's a very big point, Peter? Thank you. Is it is it just feelings? Is faith feelings? It's conviction. Conviction means again what? Like assurance, like a like a proof of something. So what what he's talking about when we talk about open the eyes of my understanding or the eyes of the heart that there is a different a different way of seeing things although it is unseen, right? Which is what through what? Through the Holy Spirit. That's why we say that the Holy Spirit gives us what? Illumination, right? We uh, were talking about this during, during Epiphany where we said that, that the, 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 the Spirit gave them the understanding, right? The vision. So in, in order to, to, to do this, I think it's very important to understand um, um, Sorry. We we under we need to understand that 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 there is there is there is something else that we should be depending on in our spiritual life with God, which is what the inner heart again the work of the spirit that that those those spiritual senses, right? That's why in the morning prayer every day we pray what. Sanctify our spiritual senses. We, we start the day by praying to the spiritual senses will be awake, will be, will be open. Right? And we, we'll, we'll go more and more towards this as we, as, we, as we discuss it. But something that's very, very important from the beginning, which is again, that, that the, the defining or describing faith again, it is the substance of things hoped for, substance. Right? And that's why Peter, I was going back to say that a lot of times we, 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 we link faith to feelings, but actually it's not just feelings. Feelings can be there, right? And that's, you see this a lot, we talk about this a lot when we, when we are in our relationship with God, in our prayers, for example. You know, sometimes I, I don't feel that I'm praying, okay? Well, that's where faith comes because not all the time I stand to pray that I will actually Feel that I'm in heaven, for example, right? Sometimes you attend the liturgy, say, wow, the liturgy is like, feels like I was in heaven, right? And sometimes like, I don't feel anything. So does it, that mean that God was there and was not there? No, it's more of what? Of the eyes of the understanding, again, the substance that's unseen substance, right? So this is, this, is, this is number one. This is something that's very important with, with, with the text itself. When we talk about this, that it is, it is the, 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 the substance uh, of, uh, of, the unseen, of the unseen. The other word that we're talking about here, which is what, as you said, the assurance or the convictions. What, what conviction, what is conviction? What is conviction? Conviction. 
Say again. Firmly help believe. Okay, so it is. It is. It is the the uh, the, the the assurance again that there is something to believe in, right? Okay. Now back again to 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 us. You know what will make us be assured, or we, what what will make us sure that we there is something that we should believe in. Again, remember the reason he was writing this for people who are almost what leaving the faith, right? After they received Christ, he said, no, because of the tribulation, we're not gonna continue in this. So he's telling them what? Hold on, hold on based on something that maybe you're not seeing, but you can still see it, see? Right? There, is, there is something that is assured for you. There is something that is actually there for you, right? But what does it take to see that and to be to believe in that? Take it, take it on our on our you know uh, story in our in our in our case when we when we are really again uh, you're 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 living you know our our routine our life with whatever things that we're going through whether work or family or school or whatever. And we're overwhelmed, and then we 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 still try to connect with God, right? And then we always all the, we always say like what the problem is, you know. As you said, maybe I don't feel him, or I can't see him in front of me as I see the substance, right? But then I'm still required to continue with that, and that's supposed to actually put me back on track again if I am if I am overwhelmed with everything else and, and, and off track. Right? So how that, that that is the question again how that that unseen thing should 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 communicate with me and should connect with me to actually go back again and say no there is something else as you were talking about the better hope there's there's a better hope there's something else that should bring me back to him. Right? What does that require? What is it required that I can actually hold on to something that I don't see? In the midst, on the other hand, everything else that is pushing me away is what? It's something I can feel, I can see, I can touch, I can, I can, I'm struggling with, right? So here you're fighting, you're fighting, you know, with everything else that is actually very, very tangible, but said, no, 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 no. Keep looking at something that you don't see. If anybody from the from outside is like, you're crazy, right? You're crazy. Like, look what you have. You have COVID, you have uh, a bad economy, you have uh, a bad market, you have everything. And you're telling me, no, no, there is a better hope. Yes. They'll still write books about like a higher power. They won't use God, right. but I think a lot of people still know that like there's something that we can't see that can do good for us. Yes, that's a very good point, Emma. Have you guys hearing this? That it's it's interesting that people are who are not believers, not Christians, that they still believe in a higher power that can control something. Why is that? First of all, I think it's interesting, but I don't know why. <laughs> what What do you guys think? Why, why there is that, that inclination to believe in a higher power? Actually, we were at a, at a seminar recently and they were talking about the, the nuns and the, and the duns. Remember, do you, have you, are you familiar with those expressions? The nuns and the duns? The first, first one is nuns, yes. <laughs> what is the duns? <laughs> the nuns are those who have no faith. The duns are those who had faith, but they're done with it. So they call them the duns. Like, okay, I'm done with, I'm done with Christianity. I'm done with God, right? And the big percentage of that, I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but big percentage of the nuns and the duns believe in a higher power. I think it's because they know, like people know living on earth that like earthly things will go away. Okay, so they know the knowledge that earthly things at one point will go away. So there must be something else. Peter, yes. Back to the verse, verse three, is it the understanding of a framework? The understanding of? A framework. Of a framework. Which means what? It's just going back to maybe people that are faithless. Okay. They understand that there's 
a framework that created all of it, they might not believe. Yes, yes, that's that could be also understand that there there must be some kind of system, right? Right, right. Whether that that system is from God or from again, uh, just another power or, or or something, but there 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 has to be something, right? Yes. Big part of that also is the actual natural inclination in humanity because we are created by God to 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 long to Him, right? So there is there is a there is a natural for everybody, natural inclination in everybody, whether believers or non-believers, that we are actually going back to or 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 closer to the one who created us without even knowing that. Like gravity, like gravity. Thank you. Yes, yes. There must be something that is. That is attack, attracting us to something, right? Right, and all those all those things are very very important because that's why or that's how we actually try to to again makes us look at the the, the, the unseen, but we still believe in that unseen, right? Especially again when when you look at the scene and you see that it's all going away or all not really stable or all you cannot depend on it, right? So by inclination, by natural inclination, there must be something else, right? And if we don't have this, you, you, you actually see that, that life actually doesn't make any sense, right? If all I believe in is something that, you know, it's proving itself day after day that it's nothing, right? Then, then why, why, am, why on earth I'm here, right? right? Must be something else. Must be something. The problem is when we or other people are not directed to that something else, you start to do what? To find something else or to create something else. And that's exactly why well, that was the, the beginning of creation of what? Of idols, right? That's, that's, that's exactly what it is. People who start to, to worship the sun, for example. Okay, the same thing. There must be another power. All I can see in front of me is the power of the sun. So that's a God. Right? Somebody else will see, okay, my own desires are what controls me. So that is my God. My body is my God. I'll do whatever my body wants. Right? right? Why? Because this is what I can see. Although I know that what I see is not stable. Or back again to the idea of, of, of money or, or work or, or whatever thing that, I get, that I'm getting my security from, right? Just uh, one of the, of, the, of the sessions that we'll do with the pre, or we do with the pre-marriage counseling is the finances, which is again, what is money? What does money mean to you, right? Remember, Thomas? What does money mean to you? And we have four categories when, when we do this. Either it's, it's uh, pleasure, or security, or control, or I can't remember the last one, something else. But a lot of times we, we don't think about money in this way. Like money is money, what do you mean? But no, the, 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 when we are intentionally looking at it and doing certain things in order to understand what is money really mean to me? Right? A lot of times it's control, or security, or power, right? So that makes us think of this, okay, that actually would, does money starting to become a God? And my faith is in the money, right? It's amazing how we can get into all those things without paying attention, right? And if we're not really watchful, if we don't really know what is the actual faith, then that becomes, okay, I have faith in money or whatever that is, right? And we start to, to identify different gods for us versus the one and all. The key of all this, you know, I, I just read from one to three only and stop, but because <laughs> uh, <laughs> there is so much into it. But if you, if somebody can just from the same chapter, uh, verse 27 has, it's actually the key of, of that definition, which actually very, very relevant and related to verse one. So maybe uh, uh, read verse one and then somebody read verse 27. Yusuf is not here to read for us. He's always uh, the reader, but uh, we'll get by. <laughs> Peter, you have 11-1? You have, uh, Just read one again. 11, yes. 
Okay, and then 27, verse 27, same chapter. Go ahead, Thomas. By faith, he not fearing the king's anger, referred to bear because he saw him who is invisible. That's the relation. Who saw him who was unseen, invisible, right? And, and in, in the description of faith, he said that faith is what? Things not seen, right? So back again to not seen doesn't mean that it's not, does not exist, right? Because later on, he actually talks specifically about exist, existence, right? So back again to the point of there must be another way to see the unseen. You know those uh, infrared uh, lenses or glasses that you can see the things that can, that unseen, <laughs> right? It's, it's in a way the same thing. <laughs> If I may say that, right? So it's back again to if we if we are lacking faith, I think we're we're not having the right glasses, right lenses. Okay. Or what we see, I'm looking at something that again, which again, totally against the definition of or the description of faith itself. Although it is a substance, that that's what the paradox is, right? Back to the substance again, just a side side note, you know, those of you who were with us a few, few chapters ago when we were studying um, uh, chapter uh, 10, actually, verse chapter 10, verse 5, where it says that uh, when at his entrance to the world, he said, uh, verse 5, 10, 5, that uh, a sacrifice, an offering you did not accept, but you prepared for me a body right so as i was doing some some the, the preparing this and doing some research I, I noticed that this is passage from from the from a psalm but the original psalm in hebrew doesn't talk about you prepared for me a body it says that you gave me an ear so like okay well saint paul is using the septuagint the original is in hebrew so it got me going like why is that why, why, why the Septuagint translation is totally different than, than, uh, than the, the, the original. So I actually got so much into it. So I called my, 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 my uh, Hebrew professor and we met over coffee to discuss this for like two hours or so, <laughs> just how crazy that, that I am. But, but he, he mentioned something to me that's very, very important because when he talks about the body, the body is actually in Greek, the original, the translation of the body is the substance. So what he's saying is you, the, the whole idea of what he's trying to, to build up from chapter 10 is that faith is a substance, right? And the substance that even though it is unseen, but it's there, right? As the Lord took a substance, took a body, took a flesh, and that flesh was what was seen. So even though the faith is unseen, but you can still, it is, it is a substance, that substance is coming from the substance of, of, of God being in the flesh, okay? And so back to the, to the, I don't wanna confuse you, but again, ear, he gave me an ear because the ear is the first thing that you do what with, listen to. So when, when as, as, it, as it says in, in, in Philippians 2, that uh, he obeyed, right? and became a servant and took the flesh. So the, the, the entrance to the substance was through what? The hearing and obeying. And that's exactly what we're talking about today as faith. As we will see later on, the entrance to the faith is what? Is hearing, is obeying. Why? Because you are told, believe in so and so and so. All what you can do is what? You can hear, but you cannot see it but through the hearing you start to see the unseen see the point through the hearing and obeying the word you start to see the unseen that's exactly what we'll see when he talks about the the heroes of the faith and that's the key for us if we are lacking faith i think we are dull in hearing <laughs> We have that joke that you know, I don't, uh, I can't hear you because I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> you know that? It's the same thing. It's actually, actually right. <laughs> but the opposite. 
I can't see because I can't hear. So if we're struggling with faith, let's go back and see again, how, how clear can we hear his voice? Can you see the relationship between obedience and being obedient and between having faith? As we will see in the in the in the in the examples that he will he will he will give, it all started by what, by hearing the message, right? Abraham, for example. We're gonna talk about him later on, maybe not two three chapters. No, I mean two three sessions. I mean, but but Abraham, he it says what, he obeyed, right? He heard and he obeyed and he had faith, right? So how can we have faith if we are not able to hear? The message. Right? Why can't we hear the message? What do you think? Hearing the message is through the scripture, right? Through his his words and through the Holy Spirit, definitely. But but the biggest part is through the scripture. Each time we open the scripture, do we hear his message or not? Do we hear his voice talking to us or not? It's, it's, it's a good question. Why would you open the scripture and not hear his message? What do you think? Say again. My voice is louder. Okay. Yes. Yes. Or it's hard. Heavy heart. Heavy heart. Okay. The heart is not sensitive. Calloused. <laughs> yeah. Thick. Yeah. Yeah, what else? Right, it comes from one ear, goes out from the other. You're not paying attention, right? Yes, just Thank you're not into it, or you don't want to hear it, or so much distraction to just like, you're not focused. You're not focusing, right? What else? It's inconvenient. And that's why, again, the faith is not there, right? Abuna, can you hear me? Exactly, again, I tell you, you know what? You go out of here, we'll have a beautiful a restaurant on the corner of the street, they have a beautiful, you know, food, okay? And you don't see it, but you, if you heard me, you'll believe me, right? If I'm, if you're, you're busy doing anything else, I'm not hearing you like, hey, I'm telling you there is something out there that's nice. Well, okay. <laughs> What did you say again? <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. God keeps telling us, keeps sending us messages, right? He keeps telling us that, that there, is, there is something better. There is something better, right? That's exactly, again, what Hebrews started with. Go back again to Hebrews 1 to see where, where is this going. If somebody can read the Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. Just the first two verses in Hebrews 1. Yes, go ahead, Emma. Uh -huh. no, no, Hebrews 1, chapter 1. Sorry. The beginning of the, of the, of the epistle. Hebrews chapter 1? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Getting back to chapter 1. And 1. Okay. Therefore, we must give the most or the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the Lord spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord? Okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's two, not one. Sorry. <laughs> Let's try again. <laughs> God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in the time past to the fathers by the prophets. There you go. Yes. <laughs> so, see how it starts? It starts with what? God in what? Did what? In various ways spoke. Spoke, right? And he is speaking again now, right? So that's that's he's he's starting this with, with with from the beginning that that in order to get to the faith, remember that he's been trying to what to speak, right? 
And finally, he spoke through what? His only begotten son, who is the image and is the, the, the same and so and so. So here is, here is the link between that, right? And it's very, very important to go through this introduction before going into actually chapter 11, because that's the base of, of understanding what the faith is, right? And a lot of times we complain and we, we struggle and we are frustrated because we don't have the faith and we, we forget that the beginning and the, the, the first step of the faith is to hear his voice, hear his voice. Okay? Because it's not just something that, that's, 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 you know, uh, Again, not defined, it's a substance. It's a substance. What else? Any other, any other thoughts or, or, or comments? If you were talking to somebody yes. in a, like, at a coffee shop, okay. and you guys started talking about faith, like, how would you describe it? Okay. So Emma's saying, if you're talking to somebody that you don't know, right? And, and just talking about faith, how would you describe that? Okay. What do you guys think first? And then I'll share at the end. <laughs> Online people, you can, you can uh, share anytime. Can you hear me well? Can you okay? hear us now? I want to hear can. us. I no, I, was somebody trying to say something? You're muted us. I think everyone was trying to talk. Oh, so why didn't somebody tell me that? We did. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, share whatever you want to share. <laughs> okay. Is somebody saying anything? I can't hear anyone. No, not now. We tried before, oh, okay. but it's okay. <laughs> I just want to complain. <laughs> if somebody really doesn't know anything about faith, I think it's, it's, it's the reality of life, if I may say that. Uh, I remember one time, I might have, might have said this, this story before, but a few years ago, I think it was 2015, I was in Egypt, actually. I was coming back to the U.S., and my flight was like, four o'clock in the morning or so. And I went to the airport at like one o'clock, nobody there. Uh, and so I sat waiting and then a young man came and then he approached me and talking to me in Arabic. He said, uh, can I sit next to you? I said, yes, sure. And then he goes, uh, forgive me, but first time I sit with, with a priest, he's Muslim. He said, sure, no worries, sit. And, and so he sat next to me and that was during that time, I think it was in February 15, 16, or just like a few days after the uh, martyrs of Libya, the 21 who were killed in Libya. So the first thing that he, he came and said, again, there's nobody in the airport at that time. He goes, what do you think about what happened? He said like, so I told him, I answered an, uh, uh, the answer that probably got him more uh, confused. I told him, uh, Nothing new. Because what? <laughs> I said, nothing new. You know, that's what we've been going through since day one. This is this is how the church is. So he starts to, he goes like, uh, I don't believe, uh, I'm Muslim, but I, I don't believe in anything. So I said, okay, <laughs> let's talk. And then again, at that time, he's, he's so loud. And again, you know, stuff like this, you're not supposed to do in Egypt. <laughs> As you're talking more and more, people are getting more, getting busier and busier. And he kept talking and talking. I remember even I texted Amira at the time and she goes like, goes like well, be careful. I said, well, well, he's talking to me. So I have, I'm talking to him. So we'll see what, where is this going? <laughs> but the one thing that he, 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 he was lacking was again, nothing to believe in back again to that point. Like whatever he believed in at one point, he saw it all falling apart when, when you know, innocent people were killed for no reason. So it was like, I don't believe in anything. So uh, I was talking to him and then, and then uh, I was telling him like, okay, you know, there must be something that you believe in. So he goes like, why? I said, okay, the, you know, I, we can argue forever, but I remember very well telling him, you know, 
because we need something to believe and we try to, 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 to find something to make us satisfied, right? And I start to tell him, you know what, we, 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 we try to believe in, in uh, ourselves, in money, in uh, drugs, in sex, in uh, drinking. So he looked at me and said, all of the above. Like I've done all of the above. I said, okay. And are you, did you find something? I said, no. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That is faith. That, that we can argue and we can go into, into, into uh, theological debates forever. But the one and only thing and the simplest thing that there is something missing and you cannot find that something that is missing in anything else that you do. Except in God. So how do you know that? Because you're saying this. You're saying that, okay, you'll find what you're looking for in God. But that's what you're saying. So I said, okay, number one, number one, I'm, thank God I'm experience, experiencing this myself. Number two, the, 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 the testimony of other people who live that life, right? And I started to give him examples of people who lived the life that actually they found, you know, why would somebody leave everything, for example, and go in the desert and live in a cave? And, and, and he, he has his own world, his old world in his head. Why? So we kept talking about this for like probably two, three hours. You know, the lines were, 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 were uh, up to, to check in. And then he goes, uh, are you in a hurry? He said, no, I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> as long as I can catch my flight. I said, okay, I'm not in a hurry also. So we kept, we kept talking and talking until we were the last. He was going to Dubai, I think, next gate, and I was going to the US. We were the last two people to check in. And I, I never took his number, took his name, nothing at all, just like one time and then. But then like after this, I was thinking like, okay, you know, why did this all happen? Number one, number two, I'm sure that this person was actually looking for something and God knew that and he gave it to him, gave him some answer, right? So that all goes back again to, to what, what faith is. Right? Faith is again, finding the one thing that will make you, it will, it will make sense to your life, if I may say that finding the one thing that makes sense to your life. I was really surprised when I kind of like, you know, listed everything and it goes all of the above. <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was very, 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 very uh, strong experience that I will never forget. And you could, I could tell that he's actually looking for something, looking for something. Again, the, the substance, the unseen substance. And that, that's, that's the, the biggest proof is, you know, again, you can argue with people forever, right, about the existence of God and with the creation and this and that. But I, I always go to the, to the one simplest thing, which is myself, yourself, right? What is it that you really can say this, that is it that is making me really faithfully, truly joyful and peaceful? Can you find anything? I can challenge anybody. And that is believing in the unseen. There must be something else. There must be something else. Okay, since I can hear you now, I'm going to give you a moment to, to say whatever you want to say. <laughs> Still no. Okay. Does, does that answer the question, Emma? Does it make sense? Yeah. yeah. And I think we need to remind ourselves with, 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 with those facts. Because again, just running after the things that we see all the time, and we think that we are achieving something, and then at the end of the day, again, like there's something missing, right? So like my other question would be somebody who has been Christian, they're in the higher life. Okay. Yes. Is it just them not hearing God like you were saying before? Because they basically have decided that there wasn't like they didn't find what they were looking right. for through him. Right. Like right. Yes. Did you hear what Emma's saying, guys? Not really. 
if, if somebody that is, you know, Christian all his life or her life, but decide to leave because they, they, they never find that thing, right? And we, we have lots of examples like this, right? A lot of people are like that, right? And the problem again is, I always say, it's like, it's like you know, you, 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 a person that continues to eat, but not gaining any weight or not building any muscles. Is the problem in the food or in me? With definitely, you know, but 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 big big part of, of the problem a lot of times is again our understanding of Christianity, our understanding of God is not the way he is. Right? Like if right now the you know one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen people, for example, right? What is it that actually refined who God is for us? Based on what? What do you think? What is it that contributed to my understanding of who really God is? My experiences. My experiences. Thank you, Myrna. I can hear your voice loud and clear. <laughs> Yay. And that experience could be, again, right or wrong, right? I could go through, could have gone through bad experiences. So it defines, it portrays God to me based on my own experience, which not necessarily the right thing. What else? Your, your parents, definitely. The way you grew up, you know? Hmm? Our, background. our background, our culture. Right? I always say this, you know, we we're so good as, as Egyptian parents so when somebody makes a mistake and what, God will never love you anymore, right? So we wake up and we wake up, we grow up with the idea of what? Whenever I do something wrong, God is what? Doesn't love me. Right? I'm not loved anymore. So I portray that God who is standing, you know, <laughs> with a whip. <laughs> You've done this, you're out. Right? Wrong teaching, wrong whatever. All those things affect how we hear God. And that's why we have what? Disturbed faith or no faith, or weak faith, or faith of, again, not the real thing. Versus, again, that's why we need to hear his voice. And it's a challenge, because if we, are, if, we are, if we grow up with that, whatever, that impacting us, right? And that's why a lot of times, you know, up till, you know, you know my own experience, for example, you know, I, I was, you know, raising the church and everything, and up till probably college that maybe that's the time that I really, I can say that I knew God. I was, you know, going to church with my parents. I was Sunday school, I was everything, but I wasn't, I wasn't tasting anything. But I remember at certain times, things start to actually, you know, through, through, through certain people that God sent in my life, like actually, no, this is, this is now I really, you know, I, I, I for example, just used to blame God and everything. Even in my own failure, it's God. He doesn't hear me. He's not there. Why? Because I thought that I'm doing everything right. <laughs> Based on the way I was. Right? So when you, when you do all those things and you don't see a fruit of that, so it's God's problem. It's not my problem. <laughs> see? So my faith is what? Distorted. But then you start to, 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 again, hear him the right way. And things start to fall back in, in, in shape again. Right? How can we get there? I think, I think realizing, first of all, that you know what, you know, my, my view of, that, of, of, of the relationship and of God is not, is not what it's supposed to be. And ask God to give me that illumination again. Because we said that's what understanding, right? The understanding. I need to ask God that, that I need to understand who he is to me, right? Don't worry about what you've learned before, right? But like, I really need to know who you are. What is it? What, what is that unseen substance that, should, that I should believe in? Right? What does it mean that um, we were talking with another group yesterday about his presence? What does it mean to be in his presence all the time? That's faith. Right? 
I don't have to have to, to have somebody, you know, telling me do this and do that. I'm in his presence all the time. I know what's wrong and what's right. I can't just live double life. No, I come to church with something and then go out to church and do something else. Why? Because I'm in his presence. Well, I don't see him. Okay, well, but I can hear his voice. And because I hear his voice, I can see the unseen. So it, it, gives, it gives definitely a very, very, very deeper and richer meaning of, of, of our life and of our relationship. And it changes from just being practicing and doing things to actually know, actually enjoying that. How can you enjoy something that you don't see? <laughs> Are you imagining? And that's what we fall into sometimes. We just like try to imagine that there is a God, right? Okay, if I go to my room and close my eyes and light a candle, okay, I'm in his presence now and I can imagine that he is God. Right. Those are good things. I'm not saying it's bad things, but again, it has to, the heart has to be enlightened. The heart has to be enlightened, right? So I can see him with the unseen. This is just the description of it. I told you I'm afraid of chapter 11. I'm not going to get anywhere with chapter 11. What do you think? I think I'll pause at this, at this point here. What are your thoughts? Rina, I have a question that might not be related. OK. Can I? Uh, if it's not related? Yeah, I don't know if it, it might be, but it's not like directly related. Okay. Well, let's see first if anybody has something related. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. No, no we'll problem. Put, we'll put you, we'll put you uh, on standby. <laughs> <laughs> Anything related, first of all? Speak up so we can hear. Um, like when we were talking about when we hit college, that's when you really started to taste God. So like... How come we can go through like rough times, like at a certain point in life, and we don't taste God, but then later on in life we taste Him, even though we don't feel like we really changed as a person? Okay. Like, what happens to us? Is that like then the grace of God, or is it something like maturity, or is it? I don't know because like you can have the same guidance, like you were saying, people guided you, like you can have the same father of confession, the same spiritual mentor, the same family, everything. But all of a sudden you have this like, like, like opening of the eye of the mm, heart, like you were mm, saying earlier, mm, like how, yes. how come at that point of time, things drastically change? It's a couple of things. Number one, there's, there's definitely, sometimes we, 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 as I was saying, we assume that this is, you know, like we know everything. So we, we, we're not, we're not open to, to, to him giving me more and more, right? Meaning that again, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm settled with what I have, right? Again, you know, I go to Sunday school, I'm not doing anything bad. Uh, I, I obey my parents, so that's good. That's fine, right? I put like, like a, this is, this is, this is good, right? but not knowing that there is much, much more and not asking for much, much more, right? Not knowing that, again, our all understanding is to be what is to be Christ-like, as we always say, that's, that's the Orthodox understanding that we, we are moving to his likeness, right? From glory to glory, from strength to strength. This, his likeness is what is never ending, right? So, so knowing that, I, I, I start to ask more, right? I need to know you more, I don't know you yet. Whatever my knowledge is, is very, very shallow, right? So whether it starts, like you start to recognize this and start to ask for it, or as you said, God's grace at one point, what, I'm gonna give you something in order to kind of wake you up, right? Maybe it's an event, maybe it's an incident, maybe it's something that kind of like, hey, wait a minute. I thought I'm, I know you, but I don't know you, right? So start to actually think and, 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 and understand and, and ask. Right. Make sense. What else? 
Okay, I guess we can take uh, Doreen before we, we conclude. Go ahead, Doreen. Um, so one time Abune, we were talking about how we can connect in prayer or like how we can really pray uh, the right way is that your mind and your heart are in one place, like they are sinking together. Mm. What can help in this? What can help with this? Yeah, what can help that you can sink your mind with your heart? The heart, what is the difference between heart and mind, first of all? It's all what we call the, the, the it's in Greek, the nous, the internal, the inner man of the heart. The inner man is, is where, where, where we meet God, where we meet God in the inner man, right? Which is again, where, where God speaks to us, right? Where I can recognize that God wants me to, to, to give him my life, for example, right? So the problem when, what, I, what, what Doreen is saying is when, when you have this, this voice of the Holy Spirit in you saying what, you know, there is, there is a lot that I want you, but my mind, the intellect is actually thinking of what? Of other things, like no, I don't want to give my life to you. you know, I'm so and so. Again, giving my life doesn't mean that you know what I I give up everything and I'm just like you know what not doing anything. No, meaning doing everything through him. Like I have him in my mind all the time. But when the heart, when the mind starts to to say, okay, well that's gonna cost me, right? That that means that I will live a different life or I have to give up this and I have to to be this. No, I don't want to do this. Then then they are not what they're not thinking. They're two opposite things. Right. So how can I make them all? I think that's exactly what St. Paul says, which is what? Transformed by the what? Renewal of the mind. So because the heart, God's voice, the Holy Spirit is always there, always speaking. The problem is here. <laughs> right. So renewing the mind, which what does it mean to renew the mind? Hmm? The, say again. The listening. The word of God. Okay. I think it's kind of like going back to what you were saying about sinking yes. two things together. Yes. So it's almost like preparation. Right. In order to sink two things together. Yes. Right. Intentionally making a decision. Verse first of all, intentionally making a decision, not just going with the flow. Right. I'm Christian, I born Christian, and I'm used to do those things. And I, okay, I'm doing it. Right. But do I take time daily? And I keep repeating daily because that daily is that, that what, what need, what's needed in order to keep the mind renewed. Do I take time daily to actually reassess everything again or not? I need to do that. Right? If I don't, then, then, you know, again, as we said, sin is just missing the target. Can start by just one degree and then two degrees, three, four, five, 90 degrees, 180 degrees, right? Whether it's 180 or one degree, it's missing the target. That's, that's the definition of sin, amartyas. Right? So if I, if, I am, if I am watchful daily and I'm, I'm realigning everything with God's grace and with the help of, the, of his voice, with the direction of, 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 of the scripture, I'm able to renew the mind more over and over again. Right? So the mind will synchronize with what what's in the heart. And as, the, as I always see, as the father says, then the whole body becomes a heart. Because right? everything is sinking together towards one purpose, which is what seeing the unseen, which is faith. So that's not really off uh, topic. It's, uh, it's right there. Does it make sense, Darin? I think it's the renewal of the mind daily to be very, very simple. The renewal of the mind daily. Like, okay, I've decided to follow him. I'm his, right? What is it that I'm doing? Okay. Maybe I start to uh, go off track because of whatever. Maybe I'm not paying attention to this. Maybe I'm spending more time watching, you know, a certain shows or whatever. That okay, there's nothing wrong with that. But day after day, it start to take over, right? It start to affect the way I think. Start to actually impact me when I go to pray. I'm still keep thinking about what's gonna happen and what happened, and just a simple, simple example, right? On the other hand, okay, somebody will say, okay, well, that, that means that I, that, 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 does that mean that I cannot live my normal life? Okay. In a way, no. <laughs> if, you wanna, if you want the reality, no. 
but not no because we can't, no because actually, and this is where, back again to your point, Juliana, how we grow, which is what, step by step, I'm being content, I'm being filled. So the one thing that I've been doing that I think it's all my world, it doesn't make any sense more, 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 more day after day. I can easily let go, right? The one thing that I do, or the one uh, thing that I think it's, it's, gonna, it's, 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 it's defining my whole life, if I am satisfied and content and I'm joy, joyful with God, I'll find myself able to what? To leave, to detach, back again to detach. I was talking about this one time. We, we have it, we have it wrong. We think we grow with Christ and then able to detach. No, I detach in order to grow. A lot of times you think, okay, you know what? when I'm strong enough, I'll be able to let go of this and this and this. Well, you're never going to be strong since you are attached. And that's the mindset. The mind is, no, I need to detach. But as I'm detaching, I'm substituting. Then there's no withdrawal, right? Okay, I'm detaching, but okay, I'm asking God, you are the one who can fill me. You are the one who can give me, you know, your presence. So I'm, I'm growing with you. And that detachment will be what? Easier, step by step. Make sense? Thank you, Amir. Yes. Share something with her that kind of works for me. Yes, go ahead. Okay, so can you hear? You were, you were asking the question like, how do you? This is Peter, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> you were asking the question how to sync, right? So are you looking at just before prayer, kind of like how do you sync heart and mind and that kind of stuff? Was that kind of your question? So my question was mainly yes for during the time of prayer. Uh, that okay. I don't feel that I am focused, but Abuna took it to a different level, which makes more sense actually. Because if I'm oh. like, if I if I'm living that lifestyle of my mind is sinking with my heart, then prayer naturally will be um, right. on track. Okay, you want to share something? Well, what I what I was going to say is, you just have to prepare for it. Yeah. I mean, one thing that's always helped me. You take, for instance, you're gonna go do an exercise. Yes. You don't jump right into right. it, right? You yes. You get your pre-workout ready and you get your music ready and you warm up to it and then you engage in that activity. Right. If you look at the mass, like there's a ton of prayers prepping. that lead prepping right, right. to the mass. To the, yeah. So one thing that works is maybe removing all anything that could distract, mm -hmm. um, maybe meditate a little almost to the point where you think of God's intervention in, in your life, in the grace, in, in things where he's intervened. Yes. And then you get into that mindset and then definitely. sync both definitely. of them together. And, and that, that becomes an actual, you know, right. ongoing thing. Right. So you're not just waiting for the time of prayer. That's what I say, okay, right. the whole life becomes a prayer. Why? Because you are connected all the time, right? As we said, you know, one of the biggest thing is, is, is we struggle because we, again, we say we're praying in the morning, we're praying at night, but then from morning to night, I'm always what? Disconnected. So where is my mind all the time? And that's another thing, as Peter is saying, that throughout the day, I need to be creative, how to stay connected, how to put the intention to actually look at him and find him, you know, throughout the day in, in, in my normal routine. Then when it's time to my quiet time, for example, at night or my prayer, I'm not just trying to, again, okay, where were we <laughs> right now? No, you're just actually continuing, continuing. Well, somebody said it earlier too through experience. Experience, right. exactly. Definitely, yes. Sounds good. Thank you. Any other questions? Sorry, we're 12 minutes over. Okay, we we'll shall continue. Again, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be spending some time in, in 11, but uh, I think it's, uh, it's, it's needed for all of us. What's for the week, Abuna? What's for the week? What do you think? It can be the same as last week of going to your room and listening. Again, yes, I, I like that, Myrna, which is linking the faith with the hearing. Yes. So let's, uh, let's spend the week clearing our ears. <laughs> Right, clearing and cleaning, right? Remove, remove whatever is there in order to, to hear him more and hear him will, will, will definitely reflect on, uh, on seeing the unseen. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Myrna, that's good.
Okay. In the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for, for your love, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that uh, gives us, Lord, the understanding, gives us the enlightenment, gives us the, 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 the spiritual senses, Lord, that we can see you, we can hear you, Lord. We can uh, live uh, knowing that uh, the, the, the unseen is right in, in, in front of us, Lord. As you said, that... Uh, we, we don't have to go to, 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 to heaven to find you, to go to the depths of the sea to find you. But you're very close, Lord. Your word is in our mouth, Lord. It's just closer than what we think, Lord. Lord, I pray that uh, you really open the eyes of our understanding, that we can see you. We can live that faith, Lord. And uh, we, we can move on, Lord, from, from strength to strength and from glory to glory, Lord, to witnessing, Lord, and, uh, and, and, and enjoying that life with you, Lord, and living by faith, Lord, as we said last time, Lord to live by faith, Lord, in, in every single thing that we do. People will see you, Lord, in our lives, in our actions, in our uh, everything that we do, Lord. Hear our prayer and supplication, Lord. Remember everyone and uh, strengthen us always, Lord. You're the one, as you celebrate, Lord, the kind of Galilee, as you change the water into wine, change our hearts, Lord, uh, towards you, Lord, that we can uh, always be in your presence, Lord, through the prayers of all your saints, in your name, Lord, through your blood that's shed on the cross, Hear us when we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass us. Lead us not temptation, but deliver us from evil. the kingdom, power, the glory. Go in peace, peace with you all. Amen. Have a good night and uh, you. see you next time. Bye bye. Thanks, Ivana. Thanks, Thank Brother Jacob. Thanks, Ivana. Thank you, Stephanie. Good to see you. Take care.